I want to talk about a marriage like Rui Kivager. And it's either going to be one or two parts because I have a lot to say and a lot to share. And this letter um, is really, really phenomenal. And many of you might have heard about this letter that Rui Kivager about that Rui Kivager wrote after his wife passed away. Um, and he was offered um, a shidduch to get remarried. And he basically refused at that point. Um, this letter is printed in Igros Rui Kivager. I bought this safer many, many years ago in Shalopsi Judaica in Baltimore for $12. It was the best $12 I ever spent on a safer like this. Um, it's from Mahon Das Sofer, and it's a phenomenal safer on many fronts, but especially um, the very, very famous letter that's in there, which I want to talk about today. Um, hopefully we'll have time to cover most of the points in there, but it's Os Kuftes in the Inyanim Mashbishbachtiem, Family Matters. So I think what will be most helpful to understand this letter is to get a little bit of a perspective historically first. And that's what I'm going to start off with. And we'll see how much time we have to actually go through the letter itself. But I, it's a very hush of letter. And I just want to zoom out and say that I have four main things I want to share. One of them is the historical parts about Ricky Vega. The second is the content of the letter itself, which is phenomenal. The third is information about Ricky Vega's son, Roshlomo Eger, which relates to the letter. And the fourth is a ha'ara that I believe will make your time worthwhile throughout its entire journey. But everything that you're going to hear is worthwhile to begin with. But something that I found to be very fascinating, and you might agree, you might disagree, but it's something that definitely needs to be thought about. So Ricky Vega, um, his last name was actually Gans, and uh, he was born Aleph Cheshman, or Shkodesh Cheshman, of 1761. And I, 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 I don't want to bring us down bring him down to our level, but he got engaged at the end of 1776. So you can understand what was going on in the world, right? The American Revolution and America was just founded. And um, he, yes, he lived in a, George Washington lived in the same time as a rookie beggar. And at the time he was engaged, he was 14 years old and 10 months. He was 14, 14 and a half. He got married Dalla Neeson, uh, 1778. He was 16 and a half, okay, at that time. And the Kala was a hush of girl, Glicki Margulies. And they had four beautiful children together, which is mentioned in the letter, which we'll see. Avraham, not so famous. Shlomo, the most famous son of Ricky Vega. We'll talk about him and his wife, Rivka Golda, as well. He got married at 16, just like his father. Shandel and Cyril, or, or Sarla. Uh, by the way, Sarah is very famous. Uh, Ricky Vega's daughter. She actually died very young. She was 42 when she died. And she was the second wife of the Chassam Sofer. Okay, so maybe we'll come back to that. But that's not the, the main focus today. So Ricky Baker was married to his wife. And they were married for 18 years. And at the age of 34, in 1796, Ricky Baker lost his wife. So they had been married 18 years, and she died. And this was a tragic and very um, painful time in Ricky Baker's life uh, to the point that he describes you know, how impacted he was by her death. And the letter that I want to go through with you was written in that in the six-month period between his wife's death and his remarriage. Okay, So Ricky Baker got married in 1796, six months after he lost his first wife. And then the Kala, her name was Brindle Fivelman, and it was Ricky Baker's brother-in-law's daughter. So they were related, I believe, through his, through his wife, through his late wife. And she was 16, Ricky Vega was 34, which was very, very common back then, that age gap. 
I don't I don't know what her exact situation was. I, I believe that she was not married before. Ricky Vega's daughter, uh, Sarla, um, she had lost her husband, and that's why she that's how she ended up marrying Hassam Sofer. But anyway, not for now. So and together with Brian Delfivelman, they were married for thirty nine years and four months. Thirty nine years. And they had thirteen children together. Okay. Um, his wife passed away in Pesach, 1836, after a 39-year and four-month marriage. And from that point on, his family told over that his health deteriorated from that loss. And 18 months later, Ricky Vega himself was Nifter, Yud Gimel Tishrei, 1837. He was 75 years old. And, of course, he lives on in every base matter throughout the world. So that's a little bit of a historical background of Ricky Vega. His first marriage started, he was engaged at 14, married at 16, 18 years they were married, and at age, I think his wife was around that same age, so around 33, 34, I believe. She passed away, and Ricky Vega was 34 years old. He got remarried when he was 34 and a half, and they lived together for 39 plus years. Okay, so you're going to see a part of Ricky Vega that you probably have heard the letter, but um, that you didn't know existed, but you shouldn't be surprised that it existed. A real deep emotional connection and depth a feeling and emotion that is phenomenal. And I want to introduce you to it indirectly and then um, go into the letter Bezra Shem. So in Shalos Jewish Ricky Vega, he writes to his son Shlomo. His son Shlomo writes to him, I'm sorry, Father, for bothering you. I know you're not feeling well. And I'm sorry for bothering you. And please don't feel obligated to write back long, especially because I know you're having pain in your hands. And it's hard for you to write. So Ricky Vega writes back, to my dear son, who's so dear to me like my heart, or Shlomo Nai, that's what he calls him respectfully, he says, trust me that the greatest pleasure I get is that I, when I write to you, I feel like I'm standing with you, and it brings me so much hap- happiness that I'm standing face-to-face with you. So it's not an inconvenience at all to write to you. So you see the tremendous feelings and emotion that's there, and it makes perfect sense. I heard very famously, and it's been made famous, but I heard this many times, or if David Feinstein, that's all one said, that to be a goan like Ricky Vega, that no one could be. His, his goanus was phenomenal. But to be a goan and chesed like Ricky Vega, that everyone could be. Because Ricky Vega dedicated his life to doing chesed towards others. His, his goanus and chesed was phenomenal. Some of you might have heard already, uh, by Pesach time, I quoted this Ricky Vega vart about <coughs> the idea, um, not for now, but it's a, it's a great vart about Ricky Vega's kindness towards others. Okay, so that's that's the background of the letter. Um, and again, a lot of the historical stuff that I got is actually printed in a footnote. Many of it are footnotes throughout the entire book from the Das Sofer organization. And a lot of it is also piecing together the Tanan that they quote from him and the date that he got married, the Kala, Glichi, Abasula, Glichi, and the, the Tanam of a second marriage, etc., etc. So a lot of it is, you know, if you want to see where this comes from, start with the letter inside and you'll see. Okay, so this is an amazing letter that Ricky Vega wrote right after his wife passed away. And the Kihila um, were encouraging him to get remarried. And this letter was written um, in Tafkov Nunvav, which again, as I said, was the year that his wife passed away, uh, 1778. Sorry, that's when he got married. Uh, it was It was written in 17... 17- 96, when his wife passed away. Ricky Vega was 34 years old. So he writes to his dear friends, um, and on the footnote they bring down that it was Rosacharia Mendel, 
um, and Ben Hagon Rev David Tevali, who was the Abbas and Lisa, very famous um, Talmud of Lajan, and um, what's it called? And and they uh, he was he was a Chavrusa and, and contemporary of Ricky Baker, and um, etc. So he writes, "I got your letter, um, and you." Um, it, you know, it arrived late because of the mail. There was an issue with the mail. But he says, most importantly, I, I couldn't respond sooner, not only because it arrived late, so don't don't hold it against me, but do you think that I have a clear mind that I could write to you? My my hands are too weak to write properly like I normally do. Ricky Vega was a very, very prolific writer. The Reply uh, of Legend said about Ricky Vega that, um, that he could write a letter like him as well, if, I, if I'm not confusing it. I think Rechaim Velazhin said about him. The, the only difference is that Ricky Vega would write, I got your letter today and I responded today. I might be mistaken, and it could be Ricky Vega said that about Rechaim Velazhin. Somebody could fact check me, but one of them said about the other, that I could write the same letter that he wrote, but I can't write it the same day that it's received, like that person. Anyway, but Ricky Vega was known to be a quick writer, and so was Rechaim Velazhin. So he says... Even if I wanted to try to respond to you, I can't. He says, my emotions are totally confused. My heart is closed. My hands are just too short to be able to respond about anything. And all I am is just a bitter, rambling person. Now, please don't misinterpret. I'm, I'm using a drop of poetic license, but I'm not. In Iraq, I'm spilling my words. I mean, that's that's rambling, right? I'm a slave in the bitterness of my heart. So... It's not poetic, but I'm trying to translate as best I can. I'm in terrible pain. And I'm in absolute crying out in pain. Why? Therefore, my dear friends, if something I write is offensive, please don't hold it against me. Because you can't hold me responsible during my time of pain. So he says like this. The first thing I want to say, says Ricky Vega, is with all due respect you Rabbanim that are writing to me to offer me a shidduch and you're great people and you have great Yerushimayim but I must rebuke you <laughs> what's the rush he says my my dear in-laws are alive and their daughter just passed away and now you're pushing me to get remarried do you know how they're going to feel about that could you imagine <laughs> that's that's what Ricky Vega is worried about and and, and the girl that, that he was that, that they were writing about this Brindle Shidduch, that he ended up marrying was actually, I, I believe, their own their own um, granddaughter as well. By the way, so anyway, but he says, "Do you think I'm just some low person that I'm just going to make a, I'm going to run and make a shidduch during my time of avelus?" And th- this is the punchline of the letter that is most famous, and I want to just go through it. I'm Eshkach, do you think I could ever forget Avas Eishes Nurim, the love of my wife of my youth? Yonasi, she was my dove. Tamasi, she was perfect. Asher Avdo, he's very, very poetic and psukim based. That Hashem granted me as a gift. If you want, if you want to know how to have a healthy, beautiful marriage, look at this. I'm sure it was mutual, which definitely helped. But Muhammad Bimanu told us Agunim, I have beautiful children with her. Zara Berach Hashem, Yarek Yemem. May God bless them and give them a long life. Vishnosam. But to remember these these four children they had together are all under the age of, you know, 18. 
He gadlos on the Torah v'yiras Hashem. She raised them for Torah and v'yiras Hashem. He heisab as Rasi. She helped me. Lamaat Torah Hashem. Asher bekirbi for the small amount of Torah that I've learned. Asher her basi b'zeb shukah b'hespin as I gave a hespin in front of her. He heisab shemeres l'roshi. She would watch over me. She would take care of me. La shkiach al gufi achalish. Manicha was true. Rikivager was very sickly. She took care of my weak body. He is steer me man of daigas apranasa shalom. She made sure that I never had to work or worry about Parnassa. And now, unfortunately, she's not here, and I see how how much trouble I have financially. She walked down to the chuppah, Ben Ubas. They had married off their son and their daughter. With pleasure and enjoyment. By the way, the Savior, um, Dear Son by Revelio, um, I forgot his last name. He was a Talmud of um, he, he was a Talmud of um, Rav Aaron Cutler. So he says, actually, this is not a small deal, that the way that their marriage was so beautiful was because they served Hashem together, and they had this goal of walking their children down the chuppah. And that's that's a lot of what's being said here, that, that they walked down, that's, that's what he's saying, we walked down our, ch- our child down the chuppah, we, we shared in that simcha together. Okay, so I want to actually stop here, because there's a lot to digest, and I also want some of your feedback um, but Ezra Hashem, I hope to do at least one, maybe even two, now that I see that I'm going slow and <laughs> using a commentary as well. So I'm going to call it part one of three, actually. So that, like this, I know I have more time, Ezra Hashem, and we'll see where that goes. All right, thank you for listening. And remember, I want to, we did the, some of the historical part, we did some of the letter. Um, I want to finish the letter, and I want to talk about Rishlomo Eger, because there's a lot to learn from his marriage as well. Then I want to share with you a ha'ara that I, I believe you'll be as small as I am by this ha'ara.